This is the 58 West King Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tony, and on tap for this episode, we've got more player rankings as we continue today with the running backs. Here to help me, as always, is my co-host, Matt Graham. Matt, how are we doing? Smooth sailing, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing good. We've had a little bit extra time to let our rosters marinate uh, from our 58 West King, our home league draft. Do you feel any differently now versus how you felt about it on the last episode? Yeah, I think last episode, my exact words were, I hated this team, therefore the their future was bright. I think I'm not, I think I'm just excited for it to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a little bit different strategy while drafting the team. I took some players I don't normally take, um, which is, I think, a good thing. Diversify, right? My league count, just so the listeners know, I have one dynasty league that's uh, 20 starters, 10. There's some IDP in 10 there. 10 defensive, 10 offensive, 10 defensive, 10 offensive. It's crazy. Super flex, IDP flex. That's f***ing wild. But it's fun. I have two full PPR, 12-team leagues. Mm-hmm. I have 58 West King, which is a half PPR, 12-team league. And then I have six, and I should be drafting my seventh and eighth underdog fantasy best ball team by the end of the week. So, you know, I f***ing 10, 11 teams. <laughs> right? And it was nice to get some players I didn't already have um, to, you know, diversify the season. Yeah, it makes it more fun too. More teams to like root for, right? You have a vested interest in pretty much every single matchup throughout the season, right? So I don't hate that at all. All right, let's go ahead and get right in with our running backs. We went through the quarterbacks with Terrence on episode 155, a couple back. And then we did the wide receivers, if you listen to the last one. We'll kick things off here with the number 12 running back for us, and that is Travis Etienne. We're not in concurrence with this ranking. You don't have him inside your top 20, and I have him at 18. Kendall does have him at 7 which is pushing him up the board for us. What you got? 12 for Travis Etienne. Yeah. A second-year player who has taken zero snaps um, for the Jacksonville Jaguars in a coaching regime that did not draft him. A coaching regime who, as an Eagle fan, I know, likes to spread the ball amongst their running backs. Kendall could be right. Kendall could be wrong. There's a high upside with his talent level. I get that. And it's fun to draft. It's like you get Travis Etienne to draft, you feel good about it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a fun thing to do. Um, you know, what else was a fun thing to do. Sleep with the girl who gave you herpes in Vegas. Don't recommend it. It's just too high. It's just too damn high. Twelfth is too high. I mean, your scenario sounds like a gift that continues to give, that keeps on giving. Etn, that's just for redraft. That's just one season, so <laughs> not, not the same. I don't think that's the same at all. I guess that's the bearish case, the bullish case. He's healthy this year, and James Robinson is coming off that torn Achilles, right? The Jaguars also dumped Urban Meyer. They brought in Doug Peterson. So the offense should be vastly different. What I mean by that is competent, right? So look at the options, right? It's it's James Robinson coming off the Achilles. Should be slow to start. Look at Cam Akers last year. Uh, look at Marlon Mack. Um, I believe he's riding a practice squad right now, right? And then uh, who's their other running back? Snoop-a-loop Connor? I don't, I don't even know who that guy is. Snoop-a-loop. I like his name. Snoop-a-loop. <laughs> I like your green hat. I like that. Is that from old school? Yes. <laughs> nice. I think we're just banking on a lot of uh, checkdowns from Trevor Lawrence. Maybe not a lot between the tackles. I believe he can run the ball between the tackles, but maybe most of that goes to James Robinson and Snoop Loop. And then where where did you have Travis Etienne? Uh, Eighteen. Yeah, that's fine. That's Low cool. end cool, dude. Yep. He's twelve for us. <laughs> Seven's high. Seven is crazy high, dude. I, can I play in a league with Matt Kendall where he dressed in T Higgins and uh, <laughs> and Travis Etienne? This is wide receiver yeah. one, RB two, RB one. Exactly. 
right, we'll go ahead and move on now to our number 11 running back. That's Nick Chubb. He was the RB13 in 2021. You've got him at eight. I have him at 13. Do you anticipate more running from the Browns while they wait for Deshaun through the first 11 weeks? I wish I had him at 14, for being honest. Um, <laughs> he's a little high for me. I did my rankings early on in this process. And there's a couple players that I would change had I could change it today, but I can't. So I'll make the case for him being eight. And that is talent's undeniable. I think he's a top three talent, just straight running the ball in the league. Um, the offensive line's still good. If they're going to do any managing of games and trying to sustain a record that could make the playoffs pre Deshaun Watson coming back week 11, it is going to be a run first play defense type of ball. Yeah. That fits Nick Chubb's game the best. And I think that he could get. 20 carries a game. And with 20 carries a game, Nick Chubb can produce top 12 numbers, no doubt. Especially in a standard league, he gets a bump, half PPR, drops a little bit, and then PPR, Kareem Hunt starts to really eat into that um, gap between the two. But um, the talent's great. He's he's an undeniable talent behind a good offensive line, so you got to like that. Yeah, he's one of the top NFL running backs in the league. It's just oftentimes that doesn't translate to elite fantasy production, right? But Cleveland was sixth in the league in rushing percentage in 2021 at 46% of their place. So I'm with you. I see a bump there, uh, at least through the first 10 or so games in 2022. Moving on to our number 10 running back, we have DeAndre Swift, the RB15 in 2021. We're both higher with you at seven, and I have been eight. He finished RB15 in just 13 games last year. Are you banking on a full season or just better O-line play or a little bit of both? A little bit of both. Great offensive line. Great running backs coach slash assistant uh, head coach and Deuce Daly there Staley. <laughs> in Detroit. Um, I didn't nab him 58 West King. I ultimately took Alvin Kamara over him. Alvin Kamara is not ranked high for us, I, I think, in this exercise because a lot of these rankings came in pre us finding out he wasn't going to get suspended. So that kind of dings things. Um, if I could redo everything today, I think I'd bump everybody down and put Kamara right before DeAndre Swift. But I like DeAndre Swift upside. Some of my fears with him are the durability issues. Jamal Williams is a common enough backup to come in where they don't feel the need to make him make him play through severe injuries. And uh, also, Do Staley seems to question his drive sometimes. <laughs> I don't know if you watch Hard Knocks at all, but like there's times when um, Do Staley questions whether or not why he didn't hit holes or or do certain things that run mm-hmm. a little bit harder. Um, so there's some things like that that concern me. But the talent's there. Talent's incredible, and behind a good offensive line. And with that receiving upside, you should be getting a top 10 back. And I think I like where I have. Yeah, for Alvin Kamara, we have him at 14. I'm looking to see where you have him ranked. Probably lower. You had him at 20. So I think you had the suspension factored in. I thought he was going to miss six games. So I had him at six and a couple people didn't have him ranked. So I think when we turn these in, yeah, a couple people. You had him uh, at six? You had Alvin Kamara at six? I would rather be at six. I think you're going to be the beneficiary of it. I think you're going to win the RB room with that one lone pick. So You're darn right I am. The Lions have the third-ranked offensive line, better, mostly healthier weapons on offense. I can see a finish inside the top 12 for sure. He just needs to stay on the field. I think that's what it all boils down to. Give me 15 or 16 games. This pays off. uh, No problem. Moving on to our number nine running back, we have Saquon Barkley, an abysmal RB30 finish in 2021 that was cut short after 13 games. You're at nine. I'm at 10. We're pretty close there. Uh, Safe to say you're also projecting a Brian Brian Dayball uh, bump. Excuse me. A little, but that's not the main like driving force behind this ranking for me. Do you want to know what the main driving force behind this ranking is? I do. I'm, I'm banking on 15 to 16 games. If Saquon Barkley plays a whole season, he's got CMC upside. He, he can catch 90 passes here. And with that wide receiver group that they have, there's, he might catch 200. 
<laughs> like he might get 200 targets. He's not. That's 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 uh, hyperbole. But let's go through their wide receiver group real quick because I think it's relevant to a pass catching running back who's really good and as long as he's healthy, he's fine. Mm-hmm. We have who's their number one? Kenny Galladay, de facto, because he's paid a bunch of money. What did you say? He, his he looks like a mannequin out there. Like <laughs> he's he stiff. He's, he's stiff as a mannequin running around. He's not playing well. It's not good. Um, they have Kadarius Tony, exciting, fast player, but. He's had like seven different injuries in one season. He's never played a full season of college ball or football. I think he was a converted quarterback at one point from high school. There's there's some question marks there. Wondell Robinson, a rookie who could do some things. I kind of like him. I didn't get him. And Otter job f-ing Giants fan snaked him before we could get a chance to draft him. But yeah, okay. Sterling Shepard. Coming off injury, I believe. He's back. Jack's just a bunch of guys. Just there's nobody, and this table offense should be better. I just think that if Saquon Barkley is healthy, he's one of the few running backs that's going to get a three down workload all of the time. And efficiency, volume, he can hit both things well. I think there's a few guys, DeAndre Swift included, Saquon Barkley included, could be the running back one this year. I would not be surprised based on the ceiling. The floor's low, though. I get it. His quads could get injured. It's fine. Well, I think that's built in now because you're drafting him in the second or third round. I think he may have gone in the third in our draft on the last one. Oh, no, Otter Job, I think, took him in the second. Did he? Makes of course sense. he did. Giants fan. He would have <laughs> dropped in the third had a Giants fan on. Although I took him in, I took him high in Taco Corp. I took him at the second round, six picks. So. Yeah, he, he's in that range, though. Mid to back end of the second, maybe early third. But all right, moving on to our number eight running back. We have Aaron Jones. He was the RB11 in 2021. We're both at 12 on Jones, slightly behind our other rankings contributors. Are you pushing Jones back and A.J. Dillon up the board or just pushing the Packers offense down in general? Both. Both. Both again, let's push them. Yeah, I think that offense is going to be less efficient. I don't think they're going to have to be. I think the defense can do a lot of good things. You lose Devontae Adams. I get there's a lot of targets to go around, but like in theory, that's all well and good. But he also free up a couple corners to go cover some some routes. You you free up coverages. You free up defenses to do some mm-hmm. different things. I, I think Aaron Jones is going to have a big year from the you know from a receiving back position on third down. I just think that AJ Dillon is going to get the red zone work. Like I don't see how he doesn't. He's just too big, too talented to not get that work. So that takes some of the touchdown upside away from Aaron Jones. And if Dylan's doing that well and all of those things and Aaron Jones pulls up in a hammy in week four, like why not just lean on Dylan? I just, I think this is, I think Dylan could really pop this year. And in upcoming years, I think that kind of hurts Jones ceiling. So I like Jones. I love the player. I just think his ceiling's capped because there's a very competent number two in town. Also a dude with very large quads. You mentioned Saquon's quads. I don't know if you've seen Dylan's. It's a large man. And he hasn't been injured yet. And he can catch the ball too. He's not just he a bruiser between the tackles. So I like it. All right, moving on to our number seven running back. We have Joe Mixon. In 2021, Mixon finished as the RB4. You're at 10. I'm at five. I'm not sure if you've heard, but the Bengals entered 2022 with the eighth ranked offensive line. Does that uh, spice things up for you just a little? No, no. It okay. Sure, it should. Sure, Mixon was the fourth. I don't like Mixon. I like him. I think he'll be fine. I have ranked 10th. I just... I don't see the ceiling. I don't know. I just, maybe I'm overly bearish on the Bengals as a whole. Mm-hmm. Seems like it. I don't have to make of the playoffs. I don't. I, I could be crazy. I'm wrong. I'm the one that's going crazy. You know, Did Baltimore win in the, the North. Yes. I have Baltimore win in the North. I would, I Bengals would probably take second in the division, but I don't think they're better than the AFC West teams. I think best case, they're competing with the dolphins for the third seed. Six or seven seed. Okay. For the third, sorry, for the third wild card spot, the seventh, seventh I got seed. you. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm down on this offense as a whole. I think they're going to regress, take a step back, 
maybe the defense will be better. I, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I guess, based on what we've seen out of him last year and the offensive line improving, there's no reason to have him any lower than you probably do. So maybe I'm just too low. But Well, I was low on him last year. I'm high on him this year, so I'm sure he's just going to... Shoot the gap. He's yeah, gonna... he's just going to shoot the gap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to our sixth running back. We have Dalvin Cook. Cook finished 2021 as the RB16 in only 13 games. You're spot on at six, while I'm slightly higher on him at four. I like the prospects. We've mentioned this several times with Kevin O'Connell running 11 personnel at a high rate. So everyone's talking about it. And I just like what it means for the run game. Softer boxes for Cook. What do you got? I agree. I think it's a scheme thing. I know Nate's talked about how they're going to run a lot of outside zone and Dalvin Cook can't run outside zone. And I'm more of the side of, well, if we're going to learn anything from a McVay tree offense is that they're probably going to tailor the playbook to fit some of their players, you would think. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, running a lot of 11 personnel, lighter boxes, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins can sling the ball. I just... Yeah, KJ Osborne. Gonna KJ be Osborne, on, on the Jalen field Rager. as well a lot. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Stop. Jalen Rager, Irv Smith Jr. They've got a lot of pass catchers. They've got a lot of reason to not load the box up. Yeah. Um, and Dalvin Cook's talents, he's really good. He's a really good downhill runner. So I don't know. I think they'll figure it out. Might be bumpy for a couple of weeks, but I think in the long run, he's going to get the volume. So, and Alexander Madison is almost traded at this point. Like there's a lot of talks trading him. I think this is, you know, it's not going to be split. Madison will be in if Cook gets hurt, but otherwise it's Cook's, Cook's role. So, yeah. Nate tried to bring up the fact that, you know, Cook has, he's prone to getting one of his shoulders injured. I had to remind Nate that Delvin Cook, like most other human beings, he has two shoulders. He loses one. He's got the other one, right? So this is just simple calculus. Moving on to our fifth running back, we have Najee Harris. So he was the RB3 from 2021. You're high on him at three, and I have him at seven. He settled in there at three last year on the back of 94 targets. Does he get that volume in 2022? That's probably the question. That's my question. Nope, he is not going to get the targets. But Big Ben had the highest throw rate of any quarterback in the red zone last year, just because it's Big Ben doing whatever the he wants. Uh, I think that... Najee gets a lot more red zone rushes, a lot of goal line touches, and a lot more touchdowns in the red zone. I think they're going to make up for the passes that he doesn't get. That drop-off in receptions, I think, will be made up in the aggregate when it comes to where he's going to be rushing the ball, which is in the 15-yard red zone. So that's kind of where I'm predicting. I will be honest, the Liz Frank sprain um, that we've learned about in the last week is concerning, like you don't want to hear. He has a Liz Frank sprain. He hurdled somebody in that last pre- He was playing into like the second quarter. He jumped over a line. I can't wait for the hard knocks to come out with that. <laughs> Maybe it should do the opposite of worrying me because he's still playing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's uh, He hasn't been falling to me in any of my drafts, unfortunately. I've been drafting 9, 11, and 12 in a lot he's of my gone. drafts, and yeah. he's just gone. So I don't have a chance to get him. I wish I did because I am high on him. I do think he will produce. So I just like the talent, man. Like the like the workload. And I think that offense as a whole is going to be better with Big Ben gone. So much more balanced for sure. Yeah, I've got him bumped down a little bit just because I don't think he's going to get that same target volume. Maybe he makes up for some of that uh, in the end zone, but I have the Steelers uh, finishing fourth, maybe third at best in that division. So I am down on Pittsburgh, to be fair. I'm down on Pittsburgh too, but like it's Mike Tomlin. I think I took the under on their over under, and now I feel like an idiot for not betting that Mike Tomlin go at least eight, eight and one is the worst, right? Just because that's what he does. Well, he almost made the playoffs with Mason Rudolph, right? And Duck Hodges. He's ridiculous. He might be the best. You know, he's never won coach of the year. That's crazy. Right. Maybe this There's is the year. Bet. There's a future bet we should put on. If they if they somehow limp into the fucking playoffs, he's winning coach of the year, right? He has to. I mean, Vrabel <laughs> got the one seed in the, the AFC, got coach of the year. 
All right, moving on to our number four running back. We have Derrick Henry, speaking of the Titans, the RB22 from 2021. He did that in just eight games, and he averaged 24.2 fantasy points per game before going down. That was tops in the league for running backs. You're at four. I'm at nine. I've got some risk built in there. He's big, coming off a foot injury. The line is not improved, and the team is without A.J. Brown. And Henry, of course, is another year older. What do you got? Four's rich. I probably, you know, if we did these today, probably closer to nine based on how the offseasons worked or the preseasons worked out. But he's also like, he's an outlier and he's been an outlier for most of his career. So similar to, you know, the guy who bets against Tom Brady is the guy that's going to lose every year. Uh, the guy that bets against Derrick Henry, it's usually the guy who loses every year. Derrick Henry has won me a couple championships in other leagues. So I will never disperse the good name of Sir Derrick Henry. But if his foot holds up and he plays the whole season, He's insane. He's yeah. a machine, dude. He's so hard to tackle. He has a nose for the end zone. He's just... There's no running back like him. He's just good. He's just so damn good at what he does. So I'm at a point where if he proves me wrong, I think I could live with that. If I ranked him in the top five and he did what the vast majority of running backs do when they get to you know that point in their careers, especially with that workload, I'd feel much worse. So I'm comfortable being on this side of it. And it's not like I have him outside... The RB1, right? He's just at the back end of it. So, all right, moving on to our number three running back. We have Austin Eckler. He was the RB2 in 2021. You're at five. I'm at three. He had 20 total touchdowns last season. You're going with some TD regression, right? A lot of it. Yeah. A lot of it. Like half of it, maybe. <laughs> like I could see him finishing around 10 touchdowns this year. The offense is really good. Obviously, he wants the piece of that offense. But like, there's been, he's made comments about getting less of a workload and being more efficient. Yeah. Like, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that a top five running back wants less touches. Um, they got Spiller in there to, you know, to take some of those spill carries, if you will. Uh-huh. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Sonny Michelle's in town. That don't impress me much. Oh, oh, oh. You know, and uh, I don't know. Tua's not his quarterback. You know, Tua. Tanga Bailoa. Oh, my God. You're just going to drop all of them in here, aren't you? <laughs> Tanga Bailoa. Sorry. <laughs> I do like Austin Eckler. I like the talent. He's just a guy that I'm worried about injury-wise, holding up to a whole season. And uh, yeah, I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong on this, but I just have a little bit further back than everybody else. You're not that down on him. It, it's pretty cool. You can uh, listen to him. I believe he's on a Yahoo uh, podcast with Matt Harmon. It's like Eckler's Edge. They have like a like an episode that they're giving him every single week, and it's going to go into the season. So if you want to hear him talk, like you can actually hear him. He's very active like inside the fantasy community. So kind of cool how he pays all that back he's very active on twitter as well pretty awesome dude love eckler though love that offense maybe we can get him and adam rank on for episode oh, 200 God. all right moving on to our number two running back who, who we got we got cmc we got jonathan we got jonathan taylor the rb1 from last season year at two i'm at two no big surprise here john taylor is very talented i get it but there are some things that are going to change right you know we're we're men we make our own beef jerky. We go on riverboat gambling trips. Matt Ryan is now our quarterback and much more efficient as red zone passer than Carson once ever will be. Like those red zone touches are going to decrease for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Frank Reich came out and said that their best chance of being a contender basically in the league is not relying on Jonathan Taylor as much yeah. as being more of a spread offense and a balanced offense. They're going to want to throw the ball more. They're going to want to get Michael Pittman involved. They're going to want to get Naeem Hines involved. Jonathan Taylor's still going to have a big role. Don't get me wrong. He's very talented. That's mm-hmm. a good offensive line. There's a lot of good things in his favor. Look, I have him ranked as two, but the reason why I don't have him ranked as one is I think there is a ceiling. I don't think he's going to produce as much mm-hmm. as he did last year. And if he produces less than that, he has no chance of scratching our number one if our number one plays whole season. So 
Yeah. Just a little regression. Just a little. Just a little. Just a little bit. Does he shit with the door open? Is that is that also something he does? Don't we all? No, Don't no. we all? Uh, my kids are a little older. I, I, I close the door now. I but do too. I have to. I close two doors. I like lock the bedroom door and lock the bathroom door just in case they get past the first line of defense. That's There's smart. The second one protecting me. That's smart. So Taylor had 332 carries in 2021, 1,800 yards on the ground, 20 total touchdowns. This is to your point. That's probably his absolute ceiling. And that was good for 370 PPR fantasy points. Do you want to know what CMC's ceiling is, Matt? It's higher. It's higher. It happened two years ago. He's dealt with some injuries. Nothing major. CMC in 2019 had 470 PPR fantasy points. That's a year he had, I think, 12 or 1,300 rushing yards, 1,000 receiving yards. So you mentioned it. CMC stays healthy. He blows every other running back out of the water. So I, I'm with you here. And I have not drafted in the top two. So I have not had a chance to get CMC to this choice. year. Yeah. Um, oh, I'd make it. That's an easy choice for me. I think... I, and it's something that I changed this year more than I have any other year. Like I took mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley. I took, uh, who did I take? I took Alvin Kamara. Like I'm to the point now where like I play in good leagues. There's one league I play in with a bunch of guys that don't know what they're doing. So I can be, I can just soak up them. value. Yeah. But like I'm playing in leagues with people who know what they're doing. You yeah. have to play to win. We, we always talk about like, oh, you can lose your league in the first round and, you know, play it safe. F- that. Don't play for third place or fourth place. If you're playing with people who know what they're doing, you need to take swings and you need to hit them. Are you going to hit them? No. But if you do, you're winning. If you take CMC and he plays the whole season, you're probably going to win your draft. You're, in you're probably going to win your league. You're in good shape better more often than not. So I don't know. Take the big swing. Hit the home run. That is a big swing. And moving on to our top running back, obviously, that is Christian. McCaffrey. Oh, my God. It's McCaffrey. There's no T. You had to spell it in Taco Corp. You know there's no T. I spelled but... it incorrectly <laughs> in Taco Corp. Of course. you Did you put a T? No. Maybe on purpose. Oh, oh. We have a running back. For the Carolina Panthers, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> CMC dealt with multiple injuries last season. Mentioned that, only hitting the field in seven games. We know he's capable of putting up a 400-point season. And he hasn't had, like I said, an Achilles or an ACL or anything severe. So I see this as a likely outcome if he can play the majority of the season. Dude's a weapon. There's no player like CMC, kind of like Henry. He's his own dude, right? Best quarterback of his career. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here's some more important points to note. Coaching staff, Matt Rule, is ass. His ass is on fire. Hot seat. The hottest seat in the NFL. Yep. The coach that everyone expects to be fired at the end of the season. The only chance that he doesn't get fired is if they make a playoff run or they do really, really well in the season. The only chance that they make a playoff run or do really, really well in the season is that Christian McCaffrey, his number one weapon, balls out of control. He doesn't care about workload management for a guy on a team that he's probably not going to be coaching next year. F that. F that. Play your players, play your studs, develop a game plan around them. That's what he's going to do. That's what CMC is going to do. I say all of this and knock on wood, CMC is going to pull up with a soft tissue injury in week three. But barring injury, and again, you can't predict injuries. I'm not going to try here. And look, it's a risk. I'm not saying it's not a risk. I think it's a risk well worth taking. Yep, agreed. So that wraps up the running backs. Uh, I like our, our rankings. I'd, I'd rather have Kamara in here, maybe push an ETN or Chubb out. But I, I think I like what we have with. Same. I wish we had Fournette in the top 12 as well. There's a couple other guys I would like to have in there. I agree. Probably have Chubb and ETN out, probably add in Kamara and Fournette if I had to change things around today. I like that, but that's the fun in this, right? We're, we're competing against mm-hmm. each other. There's some cash prizes on the line. So as I mentioned in previous episodes for these rankings, we will report back in December, January after the fantasy season's over just to kind of let everybody know uh, kind of how things settle. So looking forward to that. All we have left is the tight ends with Matt Kendall. Before we move on, Let's take a quick break to hear from Matt, pretending to be Carl Urban, pretending to be Billy Butcher. All right, welcome back. 
since we did a few sleepers on the last one, we're changing it up here. We are going over a couple of our bold predictions for the upcoming season. Why don't you start us off? Elijah Moore. He's going to finish the season as a wide receiver one. I think he's going to be the, I didn't have him ranked this way, but I think he could finish as high as the 10th best wide receiver in fantasy football this year. Wow. That is bold. That's <laughs> very bold. Very bold. Because what's he going as a wide receiver three or four? He's going as wide receiver three right now. He's a wide receiver one on his team, undoubtedly. He's the alpha. He splashed last year. A lot of that splash was uh, when Zach Wilson was not under center. That's unfortunate. This is a bold prediction. I get it. It is bold. But I bet on talent. Talent's incredible. And every year we're like, oh, man, where'd this guy come from? Like Sometimes it's rookies. Sometimes it's second-year guys. This is the second-year guy who was a rookie last year. Zach Wilson's either going to get shit together or Joe Flacco is going to be throwing receiver-friendly balls. That's my favorite quote by any wide receiver who's not trying to throw shade at their quarterback directly. Did you, was it Garrett Wilson that said? I think like, so. <laughs> and Joe Flacco, you know, he throws receiver-friendly balls as opposed to defender-friendly balls. Just <laughs> what Zach Wilson throws. Like, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of obstacles to climb for Elijah Moore to reach that plateau. But yeah, I, I really like Elijah Moore this season. Very high on him. Yeah, I like it. Mine, it's a it's a double whammy. I got two players here: Justin Fields. And Trey Lance both finishes QB1, so that's inside the top 12. Uh, Trey Lance ran the ball 24 times uh, in his two starts last season for 120 yards. Fields ran the ball 72 times for 400 yards and two touchdowns. He only played in 12 games. He started 10. So I think those guys are both going to play a full season. I know Jimmy G's back, but that's not the plan for Kyle Shanahan. And uh, Justin Fields, obviously, he's got the job there. He's got an upgrade in Matt Eberflus. And they have Luke Getzky. He was uh, the quarterback oh, yeah. coach for Green Bay. He's got some rapport there with Aaron Rodgers. So I think all those things will be good for him. I don't think the Bears are going to be good, but that's good for fantasy, right? He's going to be throwing the ball in addition to all those stats he's going to pile up uh, with that rushing upside. So love these guys. I think the rushing upside will push them past some of just the pocket passers. What you got for your next one? Take a deep breath. Miles Sanders. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Is everybody ready? No, no one's ready. ready. Check your pulse. Get the blood pressure machine hooked up. Miles Sanders will finish as uh, RB2 or better in this season. Top 24. I think right now he's going as like the 38th or 39th running back off the board. Eighth round. He's going around guys like Kareem Hunt, which I like. But Miles Sanders will be the lead rusher in this team. Even with the committee, I still think that they're going to run about 50 to 45 to 50% of the time. That offensive line is phenomenal. He had zero touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. Throw in six touchdowns. He finishes as an RB2. I so I just betting on not getting injured, betting on touchdown regression to the mean positive regression. It's our favorite fantasy. I've got some insider information as well. Are you ready for this? Yes. Nick Sirianni, I've got this from a very reliable source. He loves it when Eagles fans cheer his calls. Loves it. And at the end of last year, Eagles fans were cheering every single time Miles Sanders got the ball. Mm-hmm. Every time. It didn't even have to be a positive play. They were just cheering if no, the, there the was ball a, was handed off to There was him. a Miles Sanders rush for two yards on like third and six <laughs> and a, in crowd like week 15, wild. and the crowd had a standing ovation. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So there you go. Do with that data what you will. It's bold. Uh, my next one, I've got some Traylon Burks uh, bold predictions out there. I won't repeat them. This one, another rookie wide receiver. Chris Olave leads the Saints in catches, yards, and touchdowns. Ooh. That's right. Landry, triple he's getting crown, up there. The triple, well, for just for the Saints, yeah. For the Saints, yeah. The Saints. Landry's up there in age. Michael Thomas, dude's on the longest ankle recovery timeline in the history of ankles, and now he has a hamstring issue, I believe. I think I read that. So 
unfortunately, he doesn't have the college pedigree that I'd prefer, but he has he has it all. He, he played in a college in the Middle East, didn't he? Middle East. He did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> What's your third one? This one is maybe my dumbest one yet. Rookie wide receiver Drake London will lead all rookie wide receivers in yards and catches this season. Boom. That's not that crazy. This goes against my Traylon Burks prediction. It does. It does. It does. You know what that means? One of us is going to be right. One of us is going to be wrong. We're just going to be taking uh, some type of punishment. You want to want to throw a? Should we do? Should we do a side bet between Traylon Burks and Drake London? Whoever does the best, doesn't even have to be number one. Whoever does the best out of the two of them. Right. So if Traylon Burks has a better season than Drake London, I will rock a goatee for a week. Okay, I can't do a goatee. Can't do a mustache. You can do mustache, yeah. If right. Drake London has a better season than Traylon Burks, you rock a mustache for a week. I look like a sexual predator with a mustache, so this is going to be Perfect. this is going to be good. Yeah. And your wife's a school teacher. This is fantastic. This is fantastic. <laughs> ah, I love it. All right, that's good. Uh, my third one. This is not uh, NFL related. Jason Baziotis misses the playoffs this year. Ooh, let's f- go. You're going to feel real bad about yourself not drafting any running backs, Jason. Yeah. Travis Kelsey, Kelsey throwing up 20 a game, but your running backs combined are only putting up 17 a game. That's a problem. That's a huge That's problem. A problem. No. All right. That does it for all of our bold predictions and for our rankings. Uh, we've got just the tight ends left. And again, we'll have Matt Kendall from the OGV League on for that one. Any parting words, Matt? The tightest events, Matthew Kendall. Just the tight, <laughs> tight, tightest events. Anybody who's experienced it knows that end is tight. And uh, can't wait to hear you guys talk about tight ends. Yep. And also guys who block and also catch passes for NFL teams. <laughs> I see what you did there. All right, for Matt, for the 58 West King Predatory Loan Department and Debt Forgiveness Agency, catch you on the next one.